You're listening to Resurrection Life with Pastor Nathan Trice. Summer greetings to all of you Resurrection Life listeners. I am truly honored that you have found time yet again to tap play on this particular podcast. Uh, Welcome, and welcome to a special series that I intend to air during these summer months. Uh, It'll be a series that surveys some of the most important things to know about joining a local church. Now, in full disclosure, uh, to those of my listeners who are not part of the fellowship of the church that I pastor, uh, folks, this is going to be a resurrection church membership class uh, via podcast. Um, I'm going to be adapting my membership class material in recent years uh, to this podcast format, and um, I'll be introducing the life and ministry of Resurrection Presbyterian Church to you. Uh, indeed, I'm going to be uh, gearing my material to those who are contemplating uh, joining our local church and who will want to know what that involves and, and how to go about doing it. Uh, so that in, in interests of full disclosure, but before you decide uh, that this is only relevant material for prospective members of one particular church in Matthews, North Carolina, uh, can I just note a couple of things uh, to you all? Um, first, what I have to say is actually going to be relevant to anyone uh, who's considering membership in a local church. Uh, I do think that um, it could assist you even far from uh, Matthews, North Carolina, uh, in knowing uh, what you're looking for uh, in a church. It could make clear to you what joining a church and being a member of a church should uh, entail from a biblical perspective. Uh, and uh, even for uh, listeners who are not contemplating uh, joining a church but are happily uh, and currently a member of a good Christian church, uh, I'd like to think that this uh, little summer series will be a valuable uh, refresher for you uh, in what exactly are the privileges and the responsibilities of church membership. Just to illustrate this point, uh, in recent years, as we have provided membership classes at Resurrection, we've actually encouraged our current members uh, to sit in alongside of the prospective members uh, in the membership class. And we do that because, uh, well, in many cases, they haven't heard the material. I've developed material uh, in this class since they joined. Uh, But it's also because uh, the things we talk about in our membership class at Resurrection are just as relevant to members uh, as they are to those who are considering membership. So, Uh, Even though I'm going to be addressing myself to an audience in my mind uh, of those primarily who are considering membership at Resurrection Presbyterian Church, I want you to consider yourself, whoever you are, uh, listening to this first of the series, uh, consider yourself invited uh, to sit in uh, and benefit from our membership class at Resurrection uh, via podcast. So that's what's ahead, uh, not just in this episode, but in this series uh, this summer, uh, if you choose to listen on. So before we dive into the first topic of the membership class, let's ask the question, what is the purpose of a membership class at all? And 
I want to be upfront. Uh, I have a threefold purpose uh, in the membership class at Resurrection. I am, first of all, giving an introduction. I'm secondly giving an invitation. And thirdly, I am giving an orientation. Here's what I mean by those three things. Number one, I'm giving an introduction to the faith and life of Resurrection Presbyterian Church. I say this to those who are attending such classes at Resurrection. Uh, We assume by your presence in this class that it has at least occurred to you uh, that Resurrection might be your new church home. Uh, We assume at least that much, but then I also go on to say to those who are attending uh, the uh, Resurrection membership class, uh, we're not assuming much more than that. In other words, uh, there's no commitment uh, that is made by simply attending uh, the resurrection class, um, membership class, and certainly even less, I suppose you could say, uh, listening in on the podcast series. Uh, Rather, this is an introduction to the faith and life of the church as a way of uh, aiding you uh, in the decision-making process that uh, uh, you may be in. Uh, That decision may be not to join Resurrection, but uh, in other cases, it will be to join Resurrection, and hopefully in either case, uh, it will be a rich and informative process, the class, uh, for uh, the decision-making that some of you may be in. Uh, When I say I'm giving an invitation, secondly, uh, I am giving an invitation in the membership class Uh, to join us in our mission as a local church. I also tell participants of our membership class uh, that I am hopeful that they will hear a vision for ministry that they will actually want to be a part of. Uh, They might want to be part of it because it already matches their own convictions about what the Scripture teaches, about the role of the church uh, and the mission of the church, or... Uh, You might hear this vision and want to be part of it because uh, it enlarges your own vision and convinces you uh, that you want to be part of such a larger vision. Uh, Resurrection is a church that's eager to grow. Uh, To be sure, what church isn't, uh, at least from my experience. Uh, But friends, we're not eager to grow merely in terms of uh, headcount of people who have by one way or another, come to find the grass to be green, maybe greener uh, here at Resurrection. Rather, we are eager to grow in terms of those that God would add to our number that enjoy the blessings of the covenant and are also willing uh, with us to incur the sacrifice of service Uh, in the covenant. So uh, we want to give that invitation as well as that introduction uh, to life of the church. And the third thing that I say uh, at the outset of membership classes at Resurrection is that I'm also giving an orientation, an orientation to life uh, and ministry uh, in this particular local congregation. So uh, if you do choose to throw in your lot with uh, Resurrection Presbyterian Church as a local congregation, there are some things that you need to know. Uh, you need to know what we believe in certain key areas, to be sure. You need to know why we do things the way we do them in at least certain areas. 
And you need to know what we're expecting, and for that matter, what we're not expecting uh, of those who join the church. So uh, that's the threefold purpose of the membership class at Resurrection Presbyterian Church by way of introduction and uh, setting expectations about what we'll be doing in the coming weeks. So with those words of introduction now uh, in place, let's dive into what it is that is most basic about this local church. Uh, And that is our faith in and our experience of and our love for the gospel. The gospel. We're going to need to talk about uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ here at the outset of this uh, class on membership. But here's the question that we will be seeking to answer both uh, in this podcast episode and the one that follows. What exactly is the gospel? Uh, you, no matter who you are listening to this, need to know the answer to that question. And if you're considering membership at Resurrection Presbyterian Church, you need to know that we know the answer to that question. It's important in both respects. Uh, so let me lay out, and I'll take real pleasure in doing so, being the most important of topics, uh, the answer to that question, what is the gospel? And I'm going to do so at two levels. Uh, I'm going to speak of the gospel as, first of all, good news for you. And that's how I'll spend the rest of this episode. And then next episode in this series, uh, we'll talk about, I'll consider with you, the good news for your world. That again, coming up next time. So what is the gospel? Here's the first, most basic, most personal way the Bible answers it. It's the good news of God's salvation offered to sinners. Now, as I use the word gospel in that sense and with that focus, I'm using the word the way that Paul does, the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 13, he says, "...in him you also, when you heard the word of truth..." the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. That expression, the gospel of your salvation, is what I'm particularly focusing on now. The Bible speaks of the gospel, which is a word that means good news in terms of our personal salvation as sinners. Tell me if you know this hymn. I'm going to quote a couple of lines from it. Rock of ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy riven side which flowed be of sin the double cure. Cleanse me from its guilt and power. I think uh, it's very likely that many of my listeners know that rather famous hymn written by a man named Augustus 
Top Lady. He wrote it in the year 1776, which shouldn't be too hard for my uh, uh, fellow Americans to remember. He's using um, various metaphors from the scripture as he crafts this hymn. That metaphor of a rock of ages is If you like to look it up, it's taken from Isaiah chapter 26, and he talks about hiding himself in God as the rock of ages. But I'm actually interested, particularly now, at the second biblical allusion in that hymn, and it's taken from Top Lady's meditation on a feature of John's uh, account of our Lord's crucifixion. John 19 records for us uh, that in order to ensure that Jesus was truly dead, the soldier thrusts his spear into Jesus' side. John wants us to know that as he does so, both water and blood flow from our Lord's Body. Now, uh, Top Lady, the, the author of this hymn, Rock of Ages, is uh, allowing that feature, that historical fact, uh, to become a metaphor uh, in his hymn for what Jesus is doing for us on the cross. Uh, so, by his death and his resurrection, uh, Jesus is providing what the hymn writer calls a double cure. What is this double cure? Well, he's taking away our guilt for sin, and he's breaking the power of sin. That's the double cure, and that's getting at the very heart of salvation uh, as it is offered to us in the gospel. I love that expression, be of sin the double cure And how Top Lady uh, opens up what this means. Cleanse me from its guilt and power. Jesus' death on the cross uh, provides us uh, a cure for our twofold problem. Let me talk about that, and then I'll talk about the twofold solution. The twofold problem that Scripture is plain that every sinner has is this. We have, number one, a standing before God of guilt and condemnation. So think of a man in a courtroom being sentenced. He has a problem, doesn't he? He has a sentence if he's been found guilty and he's under the sentence of that court for his crimes. And that's the problem that every sinner has before God. It's a problem of our standing before God. We are guilty and condemned. Colossians 2, verse 13 is making reference to that when uh, the apostle reminds the readers, you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. You hear it there? He goes on, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He's reminding them of the the great problem that they had. 
The first part of that problem was that they had this debt uh, that stood against them with all its legal demands. Uh, We were guilty and subject to condemnation before the Lord. That is the first problem that we have that the gospel is a solution to. The second problem that we have is not our standing before God, particularly now, it's our nature before God. It's our nature in God's sight and that nature of being lifeless uh, or dead in our sin. I asked you a minute ago to think of a man in a courtroom who's guilty and sentenced and condemned by the court. Now I want you to think of a man uh, in a coffin, uh, already beginning to decay. The Bible is also quite clear uh, that because of sin, that's what has happened to our very nature. We are without life. We are dead. Again, uh, in the book of Ephesians, the apostle speaks this way as he reminds his readers, you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. This is the second of our uh, two problems, the second part of our twofold problem, and that is that sin uh, has robbed us of life, our own sin and the sin uh, that we've inherited uh, has uh, rendered us dead um, and even in spiritual terms decaying before God. And that's a serious problem, a serious twofold problem. But that is where the gospel is the good news of God's salvation offered to sinners in that twofold plight. And here's the twofold solution that. Augustus Top Lady and Rock of Ages is referring to. Uh, God's provided a double cure. The first part of that double cure is full pardon. God placing our guilt on the Lord Jesus Christ and punishing him in our place there on the cross. And in the place of the guilt that we have because of our sin, God's giving to us Jesus' own righteousness. Uh, This part of the cure is what theologians call the grace of justification. Uh, Isaiah 53 is one of many places in the scripture that speaks about the role of uh, Christ's work on the cross to bring us this pardon and justification, and it is well known, rightly so. Surely he has borne our griefs, and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him, that is on Christ, the iniquity of us all. Full 
pardon. That's the first part of the double cure. But what's the second part? It corresponds to the second part of our, solu- our, our, of our problem, and that is new life. The double cure consists of both full pardon and new life. That is, God giving to us by his Spirit a new heart and a new life. This is, in fact, the very life of Jesus Christ that is shared with us who believe upon him. This is the grace that theologians refer to as regeneration, the new birth, and the process that flows from that uh, called sanctification. Titus chapter 3 beginning of verse 4, speaks of this, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, being justified by his grace— we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So, my friends, uh, this is the double cure uh, that is God's solution to our twofold problem of sin, full pardon, new life, justification, sanctification, uh, or if you will, Uh, being, on the one hand, rescued from the wrath of God that our sins deserve, on the other hand, being enabled to actually become pleasing to God. One is being rescued from hell. The other is being readied for heaven. These are the two things that every sinner desperately needs, forgiveness of sins, newness of life, Imputed righteousness, imparted righteousness, these are the categories uh, the Scripture sets out for us. Uh, We are delivered from God's wrath, that wrath that our sins deserve. We are made pleasing to God by the new obedience that he works in us. It's not enough uh, merely to be pardoned. Uh, in our, uh, from our sin, but God also adds to that being made more and more holy in his sight. Now, when Augustus Toplady writes his hymn, talking about the double cure, uh, he's tapping into something that our Protestant fathers uh, referred to as the duplex gratia, Uh, I suppose because uh, everything sounds better in Latin, (laughs) or uh, actually uh, because so much uh, was uh, written and spoken in Latin once upon a time. John Calvin uh, makes reference to this in a place in his uh, treatise called The Institutes. I'll just quote a brief section. He says, "'By partaking of him,' that is Christ." we principally receive a double grace, namely, that being reconciled to God through Christ's blamelessness, we may have in heaven, instead of a judge, a gracious Father. 
And secondly, that sanctified by Christ's Spirit, we may cultivate blamelessness and purity of life. You hear that? You hear the double cure, the double grace, as he calls it, the duplex gratia. This is the provision of God in the person of Jesus Christ and through the Spirit of Christ, which is the Holy Spirit. So by our Lord's death, our pardon is purchased, and by his resurrection, our new life is secured. And notice, for all of the vital importance of what Jesus did on the cross 2,000 years ago, none of it is of any good to us apart from the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who's at work in our hearts to give us faith in Christ and by that faith to unite us to Christ and to enable us thereby in that union with Christ to have both of these benefits of the gospel. What the Son accomplishes then at the cross, the Holy Spirit applies to us in our lives here and now. This begins in what we call conversion. The first time that someone repents of their sin and believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is something that is experienced throughout the Christian life. It will one day culminate in what we sometimes call our glorification. Brothers and sisters, And friends, whatever your state before the Lord, this is the salvation that the gospel of Jesus Christ announces to every sinner. Praise be to God. Uh, This is the good news uh, that we love uh, and that we proclaim at Resurrection Presbyterian Church. And this is the good news uh, that I have enjoyed so much sharing with every one of you who is listening uh, to this podcast, whoever you are wherever you are. Now, there's a couple of implications that I want to draw out uh, after setting forth for you the gospel uh, as God's provision for each one of us as sinners. Here's a couple of implications, particularly uh, for Resurrection Presbyterian Church and those who are part of that particular fellowship. Number one, uh, I want to say as clearly as I possibly can, the ultimate issue for every member of resurrection, for every friend of resurrection, uh, is whether you've received this double cure for your sins. So my question for every listener uh, in this uh, podcast is, have you been forgiven for your sins? Also, have you been born again? Are you trusting in Christ for salvation? Are you living in obedience to him? Will you stand before God on judgment day and be declared not guilty before all the world? Will you be able to show in your life on that day the fruit of his Spirit's work? And all those questions, I've been asking questions about whether you have received both parts of this double cure, and they're always only received together. Resurrection is uh, what is called an evangelical church. It's 
uh, a word, that word evangelical, that's taken from the Greek word for gospel. And when we claim to be an evangelical church, when we identify ourselves as an evangelical church, we are saying that we understand and we believe that every human being is born in a desperate condition. Uh, Every human being, because of their sin, is liable to the judgment of God forever and ever in a place called hell. And it's only by believing the gospel that any sinner can be spared that fate. This is the greatest source of our unending joy. It is the good news that God has provided a double cure, and that is what we want for everyone within the orbit of the ministry of Resurrection Presbyterian Church. This is not fashionable to say, frankly, in every quarter. Uh, To some who take the name Christian, uh, it may sound somewhat primitive. Uh, But, friends, it is the biblical gospel. It's the ultimate issue for every human being, whether you have experienced salvation personally for the first time in an ongoing way, whether you're a member of the church or a visitor of the church, whether you're old or young, this is the ultimate issue for every human being. You have a twofold problem. Have you taken hold of what God has offered in the gospel of the twofold solution. I hope that uh, for those who are fully aware of what the Bible teaches uh, about the gospel of salvation from sin, it is heartening and it is edifying uh, to hear me summarize as best I can what we know and believe about this gospel. I also hope that uh, the Lord might use this summary Uh, even for the first time, to awaken some sinner who's hearing my voice to desire what God has provided in Jesus Christ of salvation for sin. So the ultimate issue for every member, every friend of resurrection, is whether you've received this double cure. But there's a second implication uh, for Resurrection Presbyterian Church and those who would like to know more about our local church, and that is this. Uh, Friends, I'll say it this way. The balanced approach to Christianity is to seek and savor both of these graces. Now, when I say that, I am reflecting the fact that what you believe about the gospel, what you believe about the way of salvation— in a local church has a profound shaping influence on the whole life of that church. And this is where I'm wanting to point out that misshapen gospels result in misshapen churches. So, for example, whenever the double cure of the gospel of Jesus Christ becomes, well, a single cure— Uh, by excluding one or the other of these things that I've sought to outline. Well, you end up with a misshapen version of Christianity. You end up with a misshapen version of church life. So, for example, someone who makes Christianity all about the pursuit of morality. Christianity equals the pursuit of morality. Well, that's a kind of Christianity with no cross. 
that's a kind of Christianity with no freedom from condemnation. That's ultimately a kind of Christianity that is bereft of all joy, of salvation. It's not the gospel of the Bible. On the other hand, some who make Christianity all about being forgiven and nothing more, Uh, a Christianity that has no power of the Holy Spirit at work in the life of the one saved, no hunger and thirst for righteousness, and consequently no increasing holiness. That, too, is someone with uh, out the full biblical gospel and uh, bound to be profoundly misshapen. Uh, churches that only emphasize the forgiveness of sins, uh, well, they tend to look a lot like the world. On the other hand, churches that emphasize holiness of life and nothing else, well, they tend to be a rather sad and perhaps even weary lot of people. Perhaps some who are listening to me have encountered churches that have tilted in one direction or the other. They've perhaps had both elements of the double cure, but all of the emphasis has been on one or the other. I'll just say we are seeking to treasure both parts of the double cure at Resurrection Presbyterian Church. A gospel-shaped church manifests the joy of both parts of God's cure for sin, the joy of a right standing before God and the joy of a renewed life in Jesus Christ by his Spirit. So, brothers and sisters and friends of resurrection, uh, this is the good news. This is the good news particularly as it pertains to each one of us as sinners. And it's the gospel that we know and love as the gospel at Resurrection Presbyterian Church. Now, that's pretty good news, just that much. Uh, As good as it is, though, I am happy to tell you that the gospel is actually even better than that. It's bigger than that, if you can believe it, And yet that is what I'm going to save to elaborate on a little further uh, in the next podcast in this church membership series. Thanks for listening thus far. I hope it has been an encouragement to your soul. Uh, The Lord keep you, brothers and sisters and friends of resurrection in his grace. Christ is risen. You've been listening to another episode of Resurrection Life with Pastor Nathan Trice. This is a ministry of Resurrection Presbyterian Church in Matthews, North Carolina. And if you've enjoyed today's podcast, please consider sharing it with someone you know. Thank you for joining us. Mm